Hey, sorry to the party, but I'm under dangerous spell. Pop culture holds very peace with me. We missed the first time around. <laughs> and we do the Disney thing, but we're not doing the Disney thing. We're filming balls, pop culture home with a movie that if you, you tell somebody you missed it, they're like, what the, where were you? Did you die during this time in the 90s? Well, I'm assuming I missed this, uh, but that you did not, because like I said, like, well, like you just no, said. I've seen it a bunch of times. Who the hell missed this movie? I did because people would should not shut the fuck up about this movie. Well, you know yeah, what? Actually, that's kind of how I yeah. how I felt about uh, Napoleon Dynamite. And I've only still seen bits and pieces of that. I don't feel like I'm missing a goddamn thing. It is. <laughs> it's absolutely just like Austin Powers. It is absolutely, it is absolutely fine. Okay. It's not worth everybody going. Oh, his oh. llama's named Tina or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's that's. You know Some what? Ham. I don't think it was even as much the original Austin Powers as it was the sequels. Because I remember the yeah. first Austin Powers came out, and it was like, oh, Mike Myers, he's got another vehicle, and it came out and did okay. And it wasn't. Yeah. It must not have been until it home, hit home video that, like, people started really going nuts on that thing, because it wasn't until, like, I started seeing... Like, I remember seeing the trailer for the second Austin Powers, and it was a whole big Star Wars thing, and everyone was, like, uh -huh. dying in the theater. I'm like, what the fuck? Who gives a shit that much of a shit about Austin Powers? Well, like, the weird thing... Going back and watching this first one, it's weird how much of the second one is just this... It's the greatest hits recycled. I've heard that the second... It's just the same thing. Unless we get really bored... I can't imagine we'll ever loop around to the second and the third movie. Nah. But I've even heard from people who love Austin Powers. They're like, yeah, the second and third ones aren't that great. But, I mean, they still like them, but they're like, I don't know. It, like, yeah, it's, it sounds like the second and third ones, aside from just recycling all the gags from the first movie, like, like I was kind of genu genuinely surprised that Austin Powers has a little bit of an arc in this movie where mm -hmm. he kind of learned. Yeah, I mean, of course, the hot lady, she ends up according, you know, she ends up becoming... You know, she she falls for Austin Powers bullshit, but also Austin Powers. Also, he learns to how to synthesize being a, a butt slut from the 1960s with the more responsibilities of, of being a 90s man. Which I like. That's yeah. actually the focus of his conversation with Doctor Evil. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cute. And it sounds like the sequels. There's not even any of that. It's just totally just dumb gags from like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, like, it sounds like the sequels make the first Austin Powers look like. Look like an art film. <laughs> and it, it, it's like the clumps where he just keeps playing more and more characters. Yeah, that's the other thing. Which, and you know, it's guy, you know, that's okay because at least he's not like Adam Sandler where he's just giving all of his friends jobs. <laughs> but it's just, it's even in this movie, it's a little sweaty. Little but bit. then, yeah, I was looking at, I looked up the trailers for the other two movies after finishing this one just to get a little more context as to what happens to this. Yeah, and, like, it seems like, like, by Goldmember, which is the third one, he's, like, playing, like, five characters, and I'm like, no one yeah. asked for that much fucking Mike Myers. <laughs> like, Mike Myers, calm your fucking tits. You, you got lucky yeah. with the first movie. Not everyone, you're not that much of a Peter Sellers, like, makeup mastermind that you get lost in these characters. People Even go, Peter Sellers wasn't that <laughs> much of a That's what I'm saying. Think, man. You can pull. He is a dad. Uh, Peter Sellers is dad. He's dad comedy. All up in it. Why are you saying that he like he made dad comedies? No, like the stuff Peter Sellers was in are dad comedies. It's the type of stuff you watch on the couch with your dad, and he's laughing, and you're like, I guess this is funny. And that's the other thing. My stigma against Austin Powers was it seemed like there were two kinds of people who were into the Austin Powers movies: mm -hmm. little kids 
who, like, you know, uh-huh. they were little when the movie came out. Of course, I could totally see. This, this is a perfect sleepover movie. Because it's funny, mm. and it's not quite scary, but there's crazy stuff happening. And Austin Powers, is he's kind of like a kid himself. And there's a sexy mm-hmm. lady in it. But it's still kind of mm-hmm. funny, and there's dumb hijinks, and there's a cat that gets fucked up. But then there's also... <laughs> I was, well, when this movie came out, I was, like, in my mid-twenties. I was, like, working jo- office jobs and shit like that, so. The other the other group of people I kept seeing who not shut the fuck up about Austin Powers were fucking old, fat, old office ladies. Who, really? like, the kind of Marge Simpsons. Like, you know when, I, I was reminded, when Marge Simpson, when they, when they go to, what was it, Moe's Family Feedback? And she's just yeah. astonished by like, oh, what do they think of next? Signs on the walls. This is amazing. Like the kinds of people who have no imagination whatsoever thought this thought that Austin seemed to think the Austin Powers movie was like the most transgressive, wild thing that ever seen. And mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's almost like a litmus test for people and how lacking you are in imagination that you think this movie. If, if you're an adult who were, isn't, it was introduced to this movie as an adult, you think this is like the height of comedy. I even told, I told somebody I was, I was watching this movie for this podcast, and they were all like, mm-hmm. they're a very sweet person, but like, <laughs> their sense of humor is a little, and they, and they were like, oh, sexy baby, do I make you sexy? And like, they couldn't even quote the movie right. <laughs> this, yeah, and I was like, you're making me want to watch this movie so much less. <laughs> Because, like, yeah, even people who love this movie, like, and that's the other thing, because, like, this movie, when it came out, well, and I guess the whole trilogy, it's not, like, because, like I said, when the first movie itself came out, it wasn't that popular. It was I guess it wasn't until the home, at home video that it really exploded. And that's when you started seeing all the the parodies and references to this movie uh, coming out and stuff like, like, like that. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I had never sat down to watch Austin Powers before, but watching this movie, mm-hmm. I was like, I've actually seen, like, nine-tenths of this movie. Just oh, yeah. from... Clips. Osmosis. And, yeah, exactly. It's like it. it's like going to watch The Godfather. Like you've never seen The Godfather, but if you've lived in America in the last fifty mm-hmm. years, you've already seen most of the God or Star Wars. And, and like yeah. aside from like the final confrontation, like the final twenty minutes, like literally, I'd seen every like I knew everything else that happened in the movie. I was like genuinely surprised. I thought more of the bits I knew about Austin. Well, Powers also had that's been... because they yeah. they repeat it in the second movie. They do the well, that's like, true. The shush the shush scene is just the zip it <sighs> scene in the second movie. That's, they just do it again. That's not but just, even that with, funny of a of, gag to reprise no. like that. Like they like, Os- <laughs> but instead of saying shush, they say zip it. Mike, and that's the whole thing. Mike Myers got off so lucky with that first movie that it was not strong enough to dwarf just pure recycling for a sequel. Like, oh my. Well, then I was also reading about how, like, I read something about how I guess in the second movie, like, it's revealed that the version of Vanessa that Austin Powers got married to at the end of the first movie is a fembot, and yeah, so, so they can make him single again. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's, I wonder how they explain away, like, at which point she got replaced by a robot. And then I guess, like, no, the suggestion is that she was always a robot. But then Even in the when f- she was talking to her mom <laughs> on the phone, I guess. Say, like, she has a mom. <laughs> and I understand these are Austin Powers movies. You're not supposed to think about it that hard. But, like, the, the Austin's relationship with Vanessa is like the one like little actual emotional thing in this whole movie, and I think they just completely deleted that for the second movie. Just so who's he? Who's he b- trying to bang in the second one? It's like Heather Graham, yeah. and I was like, I, the, 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 I was like, okay, well then uh, Beyonce shows up in the third one. I was like, I might watch that because Beyonce's hot. But then I was like, 
Then I was like, oh, that's right, Fat Bastard and all these other characters. I was like, oh, a gold member. I'm like, oh, I cannot stomach that much fucking Mike Myers. Like, that's totally the most Mike Myers thing imaginable. Where the whole joke of gold member is, I'm Swedish, (laughs) isn't that weird? That's the the whole character. That's like... and Because I, I, when I was growing up, when I was in high school, it was right when Mike Myers and Adam Sandler were and all those guys were at the height of their powers and the height of the popularity on Saturday Night Live. And, like, Mike Myers, he had the Wayne's World sketch, and he had a couple, of, he had, like, Dieter and one or two other characters that hit it big. But then people forget about all these other characters that were so fucking lame. Because, like, Mike Myers got so lucky that he came Welcome up with... Welcome to like, Saturday Night Live. I know, but still... And then, like, it seems like well, that's what he did with, like, with with, with with Austin Powers. That the first movie did well, and he was very lucky that both Austin Powers and Dr. Evil worked as characters. But then he's suddenly like, well, that just means everyone wants to see me to come up with all, all other kinds of dumb, lame characters that I can play in my own movie. And, like, no, yeah. Mike Myers. Like, again, calm so- your tits. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> We'll just keep going with the stream of consciousness because I didn't. I took notes on what's happened scene by scene, but I didn't take my usual super detailed notes because I, I figured you know, and we haven't done a ton of comedies, but comedies are hard to do that with yeah. because what are you gonna say like? And then they do the joke that well, happens with the thing, especially with this so, movie. This, I don't know. We'll just do a stream of consciousness discussion about. I don't the know movie. how much of this is true versus my just impression of the movie, just because, like I said, I guess in. In retrospect, I have seen this movie just in piecemeal over the course of, like, the last 25 years since it came out. Yeah. That, like, there's no story in this movie. Like, Not really. Like, it really is, like, aside from, like, waking up Austin Austin Powers, and then, like, he and What's-Her-Face, they go to Las Vegas, and they're just something hey, about the Lucky Charms guy shows up. Yeah, and, like, put his, I got... Yeah. So, so when, when he's frozen in uh, the ice... I, I get Vanilla Ice being also frozen because you know his name has <laughs> I, ice in it. I was like, oh my, that's... Why is Gary Coleman frozen? And why is it? It's all they label. Wouldn't it, it have been funnier to do like Sylvester <laughs> had Demolition get... Demolition Man had come out? Well, why not Sylvester Stallone? Going back and watching the trailers for all three films, I forgot that the trailer for the first Awesome Powers is a riff on Demolition Man. Because Demolition is Man it? had come out just a couple years before oh. Austin Powers, and the whole point of Demolition Man, it's it's was it. Uh, Wesley Snipes Sylvester gets Stallone, frozen, yeah. and so then Sylvester Stallone has to get frozen, so he'll, like... In the futuristic world of 1996. <laughs> exactly, in case Wesley Snipes ever wakes up, like, Sylvester Stallone will be there. And so the first Awesome Powers trailer is totally riffing on that, where it's all dramatic, like... How Jesus. cocky do you have to be? <laughs> Which, to be like, you know... <laughs> which is funny, because, like, I, who gives a shit about Demolition Man? Even though Demolition Man has its moments. But, like, if anyone... And I know, I just remembered that he uh, he got, like, frozen because he broke a law or some shit, too. And they just saw him out Wesley because Snipes. you're the only guy that could take care of Wesley Exactly, Snipes. yeah. No, I just love the bad. idea that two people that, like, who grew up with Austin Powers, who only, like, find out about, uh... Demolition Man later, they would probably watch Demolition Man. They're going, is this not? Is this like a? Is this a parody of Austin Powers? Because like they don't really yeah. like it's actually, you know, the, the creation of both worked in reverse. But yeah, and I should also note that the only reason we're talking about this is that there's a a YouTube animator who I think his name is Worthy Kids W O R T H I K I D S, who he's done a lot of animations for the um. Uh, oh, he's great. 
the McElroy brothers and stuff like that. And yeah. I just saw randomly on, on Twitter, he just posted a... I guess he'd been playing Super Mario 3D World. And so he posted a, a drawing of Austin Powers as a cat boy. And he's like... Mm-hmm. And, he's like and he's like, oh, Vanessa always been a cat boy. And she's like, oh, Austin, what are you doing? It's just a very funny drawing. And I, I just retweeted that. And then I think Phil Mitchell was like, Bill, have you never seen Austin Powers Phil before? Mitchell? Yeah. Wait, Jonathan Phil Mitchell? Mitchell. <laughs> is it Jonathan? <laughs> He's tired. Oh, my God. But then the Jonathan Mitchell was like, have, oh, you have you never seen Austin Powers before? I was like, no. And I've, I've been talking about Austin Powers for a good long time now. So I was like, fine, oh, fuck yeah. it. For want of anything oh. else, we'll talk about Austin Powers finally. Um, fine. Yeah, so and Elizabeth Hurley, that's the actress's name. I thought Elizabeth Hurley had more of a career. And looking it up, it really was that she was only known for having been married to Hugh Grant when he slept with a prostitute, and this, and that's it. And she thought, I thought she was in all three of these movies. She's only in the first one, and, and is like in the second one, just long enough to be like shown to be a robot. And I was like, she oh, did, really? She did that movie with Brendan Fraser where she plays the devil. That's the bedazzled. The I, and I just remember seeing the commercials for that, too. Yeah, so. I was actually kind of genuinely surprised, because I only knew her as like a model, because she was like, the face of L'Oreal or something like that. And mm. actually, she's pretty good in this movie. Like, it's not like she's a yeah. master thespian, she's... but she could have been an actress, like, on all their it's... stuff, but... It's pretty cool how she has agency until they decide she doesn't need to have agency anymore. In this movie? Yeah, well, she's, uh, uh, like, how she, like, it, it turns him away because he's gross and yucky, but then she's like, you know, we went on that one date, so I guess we're in love it now. Is, I, I was kind of surprised that was the only turning point in the movie, is, like, he takes a photo of her, and he's like, Oh, Vanessa, you're beautiful. And that's enough <laughs> to turn the relationship into a romantic thing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, I always wanted to fuck your mom real good. How well, about I'm you? I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't make more of a meal out of that. Because you could have wrung some pretty good jokes out of that, too. And that's just kind of, like, glossed over. Um, but... But yeah, like I said, and he does. She does get drunk, and he does say, "I'm not gonna bang you because you're drunk." I like, just like just like a real guy from the '60s would do. I was genuinely like, okay, I, I'm glad they actually, because I was like totally prepared for them to make the like, you know, to, to go to a, a darker place than that. But like, okay, and that actually shows you the awesome. Again, that shows you that Austin Powers, even though he's kind of a creep, he's still like a little more of a kid than he is like a salacious adult in terms of like he doesn't, it doesn't even occur to him to take advantage of Vanessa. Like, which I appreciate. I thought it was cute. And again, that's the one. Of the, that's one of the things that makes this like a perfect sleepover movie. Because even though Awesome Powers, he's a weirdo. He's cute and funny. He's, he's not <laughs> imagine. Yeah, a sleepover, and then all the kids the next morning while the parents are making breakfast and stuff, they're just saying, <laughs> "Yeah, baby, do I make you horny?" And quoting the movie and saying, "One billion dollars." I saw something. That was like on IMDb or something like that. It must have been a post written by someone from England. Because they were, like, talking about the sequel and about how the word shag must not have the same connotations as it does in, in America because the title had to be changed in England. And I was like, shag? The only reason anyone knew, knows shag as, like, a sexual term in America is pretty much because of Austin Powers. Like, like, yeah. it, like it, it doesn't have any negative connotations at all. It's just, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. what you say when you're too corny well, to say what fuck. Shag- that's what shag carpeting's for. <laughs> exactly. That's why it. it's so fluffy, so you don't get rug burns on your knees and uh-huh. your butthole. Uh, uh-huh. but so so there's no redeeming good stuff about the sequels then. 
I don't remember. It's been a long time, but it's basically. I mean, it's the same stuff over again. Yeah, I was watching the. So trailers. if you found if you found Austin Power <laughs> funny, you might find those. It just, so it's just like the first movie, just more diluted with like Austin with uh, Mike Wire's ego. Um, I was like yeah. surprised too because I remember like well I guess Beyonce she was part of Destiny's Child which had been a thing. I mean I'm assuming she's only in the third one because of the popularity of Destiny's Child. I remember. God, I was working at a newspaper. I was do working the midnight shift at a newspaper uh, f- uh, factory <laughs> at a newspaper place. And I remember I was, like, ordering chicken and uh, uh, chicken tenders and fries at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning from the commissary. And they had, like, the third Austin Powers movie on in the background. And I remember, th- I think it was the opening of Austin Powers 3, because, like, Steven Spielberg and Britney Spears showed up. I was like, what the hell? It was like, I thought it was, like, the MTV Music Awards for a moment. Oh, they do a Pee Wee Herman thing on one- at the end of one of them. Where oh, really? It, it, uh, yeah, it's an Austin Powers movie's being done, and, like, uh, Tom Cruise is Austin Powers. I can't oh, remember Oh, I who. saw clips. I assume that was an MTV. Danny DeVito is Dr. Evil. Okay, well, that's actually pretty... <laughs> That, that actually would have been great casting. Well, I read something yeah. too, but I guess originally the idea was uh, Mike Myers was trying to... He wanted to get um, Jim Carrey Jim Carrey to play Dr. Evil, but yeah, he was too busy working on... Which, that would have been fascinating to see what the trajectory of this that these movies would have been like if it had been... I wonder if they would have been would a little he have bit just less... Done a, did, would he have just done a Lauren impression too? Oh, that's right. Dr. I forgot Evil. it's supposed to be a Lauren, uh, Lauren Michaels impression that is Dr. Evil. Man, I love how people, people from Saturday Night Live will both credit, like, be like, oh, Lorne Michaels, I owe him my career, but also, I'm going to ruthlessly mock this son of a bitch until the day I die. Um, oh, everybody does a Lorne Michaels impression. God, which, Everyone. Is, which is funny, because, like, you see Lorne Michaels show up on Saturday Night Live, he doesn't seem like that kind of a person who's, like, like it's not like he has, like, a tick or anything like that. It would seem, would, no, he just, just talks like this, just you know. It's like... just a Lorne Michaels impression is easy to do. God, and then, yeah, the, my only other biting memory of the Austin Powers movies is I remember there's like, a music video of, like, I, I, I didn't realize Mini-Me's not in this one, but I guess he shows mm. up in, this, in the next one, and then I remember there's a music video for, like, Dr. Evil and Mini-Me's just say, singing The Two of Us, but they've got, like, the, the, the oh, Tupac yeah. do-rag on, and, and I was like... I, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed this first movie with, like, the weight of all this other you know, garbage give, from the sequels weighing it down in the back of my mind, but yeah. I'll give the third one this. I like Seth, uh, uh, Seth Green's trajectory in the third one because he starts to, like, go bald like his dad. <laughs> I saw He starts picture. to become more of an evil genius <laughs> okay. like his father I didn't take know if over that the was, business and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know if that was just him pretending to be evil to, like, lay a trap so he could kill his dad or something, but he actually does, uh, does end up turning into Doctor Who. I remember the third yeah. one, I didn't realize realize it's michael kane shows up as like yeah, he shows up as austin's dad and they do the thing with this is the fucking funniest thing i guess the twist of the third one is that you find out that austin powers and dr evil are twin brothers or something which is oh, i can't that's remember that's the it's plot been so of the last actual james bond movie mm. like they did that twist <laughs> i was like oh my god how desperate were the james bond people that they ripped off the plot twist of the third terrible austin powers movie <laughs> Oh my god. But, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. So, so what did you think of it, though? <laughs> I thought it was fine. I can't, I still I thought can't, it was okay. I couldn't get, I couldn't figure out what you, it was, how, what you thought so It far. was absolutely fine. I appreciate the music. Okay. I, I, I appreciate the movie is so dedicated to not having a plot and just being a string 
of little comedy vignettes that they keep on, like. Oh, thank God they didn't use that Alice in Wonderland one pill. They use oh, did they not song. use that at, in any of the sequels? Like, cause that seems like the most I obvious. I don't remember. Um, especially yeah. Like the sixth. Is there ever sixties music selection wasn't terrible? Do they when ever, it comes to like always picking the same stuff? Do they ever do a big like tripping acid sequence? I don't. Cause you think, think that would so. be the most I think obvious. They keep... I think they keep away from drugs for the most yeah, part. Yeah, because the closest, like, even in this first one, the only thing is, like, they meant the, the name of the, it's the psychedelic pussycat lounge or whatever, but like, I was surprised there's not, like, more referencing, like, even, like, s smoking hookahs or anything like that. Like, um, uh, 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 Will, uh, Will Ferrell comes back in the second <laughs> one, just badly burnt to assassinate. I was, so I was like, wait, is that? Because when he shows some... up, he's got glasses on. I was like, is, it, is that Will Ferrell? What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, that's and, before uh, he was on Saturday Night Live. One right? of them has time travel in it. I don't know. Yeah, is there time travel in both of the sequels? I don't remember. See, this because everything blurs together. As much as I like this movie, I do that's not. That's like care asking about... me which what happens in which track. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Oh God! Now you're making me like this movie less. Just reminding me of Shrek. The Why? What's that got to do with anything? I hate Because they came out around the same man, time? Man, the first thing, one of the first things I... I mentioned this on the podcast before, I think, but one of the first things I ever did when I moved to Portland was... I moved to Portland, and I was very broke, but I wanted to celebrate. And I want to take everyone who, who had me move to Portland out to the movies. And the stupidest... It was a friend of a friend who suggested we go see Shrek 2. I guess that that's how you know exactly when I moved to Portland is whatever weekend track do opened, and I was like, mm. when, I, when I was like, let's go to the movies, I was like, well, maybe not watch a shitty movie, but like, so we all went to go see Shrek, and I paid for it. I paid like a hundred dollars for all the tickets and popcorn and everything like that, and I just wanted to fucking kill myself through like fucking. I was just so fucking bad, and again, this is the kind of thing where like this friend of a friend, the most like not humorless. But, like, totally of that kind of, like, the kind of person who thinks Kathy is still funny. Like, that uh -oh. kind of, like, this... <laughs> and, like, that they were just dying throughout the whole fucking movie. And I was out a hundred bucks just because this dipshit friend of a friend who I didn't <laughs> even care about wanted to see Shrek. And they thought it was hilarious. Um, and so <laughs> I just don't have negative connotation. And, again, that kind of leaks back, like, now, now... Now I suddenly like Austin Powers a little bit less being reminded about the existence of Shrek. Weird. Oh God! <laughs> There's not related at all. I know. I mean, I Welcome could understand if I was like, if I was like the cat in the hat, and you're like, oh yeah, Mike Myers <laughs> oh, did that. Cool. I hate I it. You just piled it on. <laughs> Dig. That's another five points for Gryffindor off of fucking Austin Powers. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh, and then, well, then also too, like when they sneak into the uh, Doctor Evil's plant at the end, he's dressed like an Indian guy, and I was like, oh, that's right, I forgot, like, he's gotta hang up with Indians, and that's why he did the love guru. Oh, the And, love like, guru. I was like, that's oh, like, no. and I forgot, I was like, that's the last time anyone ever heard from Mike Myers was that's the That's like guru. the one-two punch of the love guru and don't mess with the Zohan. It really was. Doodles. It's like they sat down and said... And meanwhile, Dana Carvey, ten years <laughs> earlier, was like, I'm gonna make the massacre disguise and nuke my career right away. Yeah. Was there racist stuff in that, too, or was it just because like, I only remember Probably. the turtle thing. He shows up as a turtle in the trailer, and that's yeah. Oh, of course, probably because yeah. Um, <laughs> don't mess with this. I, how 
I, I love that even... Don't mess with the Zohan and Love Guru were so racist that they were racist even for, like, 15 years ago. It's not even, like, modern cancel culture 2000, you know, 20 shit, but it's like... Oh, fucking Christ. Anyway, so... <laughs> but yeah, no, that's... that's I, so I, I love got... uh, the Austin Powers first movie's dedication to not having a plot so much that, like... They just bookend the little comedy vignettes with, like, little freak-out thing. Where it just suddenly mm-hmm. cuts to Austin Powers dancing around with a band and the camera zooming in and out. Just because, how else do you transition from one scene to the next that has nothing to do with each other? You just have him dancing and stuff, but... I, and, I had yeah. a bit of an issue, which, you know, me having... Being like, the movie did it this way, but I don't like it. It's kind of stupid because it made <laughs> a gajillion dollars and everybody well, exactly, quoted yeah. it. But uh, I, I wish they had stuck with either the modern day was serious and he was silly out of place of it. Mm-hmm. And, but but the modern world would also kind of sometimes just be silly and not make sense either. Like what? Oh, I think I understand what you're talking about. Well, because it seems like the modern world stuff, like after like, the first like they, third of the movie, the like they world's... travel from the '60s to the modern world, and they're like things are different, and they like like when he punches uh, Basil's mom, yeah, and she's and is like this is no lady, this is a man, man, and <laughs> and he tries to pull it off, and it's like it's the modern world, it doesn't work like that, it's not a '60s spy exactly, movie anymore. Yeah. But then something will happen where it is silly, and it does work like this, like. Oh, like when they, well, like like okay like the when bathroom. they go the, the bathroom yeah. yeah and that's 60 silly and that works yeah but that's it enough. doesn't it, it's not consistent with its rules to the universe which is a nitpick I'm nitpicking there's parts of this but, movie where I laughed out loud like the lucky charms thing throwing my lucky charms because that has nothing to do with the plot there's no reason for that character to exist other than Mike Myers just wanted to make a joke about lucky charms and because yeah. it's not like because there's no like. You could say, oh, they needed that character because you needed to have an assassin who goes after Austin Powers in, in Las Vegas. But it's not like anything. It's not like Austin Powers being attacked in the bathroom by that assassin it's, has any bearing it's on weird the plot. You have, it's just you have an Will excuse. Ferrell there and a nobody guy playing <laughs> the, the Irish dude. Fucking what's his yeah. Who's got a bigger role? And that's the thing. I was like, okay, it's a bathroom, so obviously there's gonna be a huge, like, some kind of fart and shit joke in this movie. And then Tom Arnold shows up dressed like a cowboy, and, and you're like, like, "There's the fart and shit." Oh god, I, I, it's funny. It's rare when you're watching a movie and you're watching a deleted scene where you're like, <laughs> "Happened right in front it's, of you." <laughs> I'm like, "Why is this actually in the movie?" Like, this is, if any movie in this, any scene in this movie was meant to be a deleted scene, it's. Have you? Did you see yeah. the deleted scenes for this? No. Why? What happened? There were a couple good ones. There was yeah. one where there were uh, a series of um, phone calls people were getting, uh, families of the pe- the henchmen that Austin Powers was killing. Oh, yeah. Getting phone calls that their the henchmen were dead from the, f- the you know, families were getting the calls. Yeah. And like, well, his head was eaten by a bunch of mutant bats and then <laughs> crying and being really dramatic Ooh. about it. I guess maybe you just need the movie to be a certain length, but I was gonna because again, because this movie is just a loose collection of vignettes. How do you decide which movie, which scenes are gonna be deleted scenes and which not? Because you can cut yeah. almost anything out of this movie and it wouldn't make a difference. But yeah. Oh my god, but that's I, I didn't like that they cute. were in Doctor Evil's lairs. There were just like three or four steamrollers just driving around just because. Yeah, just yeah. Well, why not? For no reason. Yeah, and also I like I like Doctor the Doctor Evil's lair at the end is obviously just like some kind of power plant in in Toronto or something like that. Mm. Of course, I did like the joke of he's about to run over this guy with a steamroller, but then suddenly you find out like he's still twenty feet away, but the guy never moves and. 
And yeah. <laughs> that that's the other thing I I had known about Austin Powers before this, just because I guess whoever wrote the novelization had a good time with it, because there's the scene where Austin Powers is trying to back up that little handcart car and in the mm-hmm. super narrow tunnel, and people point out the novelization for the book, they they do the guy describes and like Austin Powers backed up and turned left. Then he backed up and turned right. Then he backed up again. Like, it's like two pages of text of the novelization. It's just describing Austin Powers mm. just noodling back and forth trying to get the the, the, the handcart out of the, the tunnel. Um, nice. Trying to think of anything else. Like, yeah, this is, this is, this is. Hey, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Why did they hide Dr. Evil's face when he was all over the trailers? That's... Why did they hide his face for the first third of the movie? It's weird, right? Like, is it supposed to be a big... I mean, I guess, again, that's a side effect of me not having seen this movie before. Is Was, that, like, a, was that a joke, or was it supposed to be a reveal? Well, especially, if anything, actually, Dr. Evil's probably the most most popular character to come out of this franchise, even more popular than, than Austin Powers himself. So it's especially weird watching the movie for the first time 20 years after the fact, and they're going out of their way to obscure his face! like what mm-hmm. like is it gonna be a joke that like he's actually being played by another actor but then he there's an accident and he turns into mike myers like no it's just uh, finally when 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 dr evil gets to his evil lair they're just like, oh after he kills his henchman it's like oh it's it's the dr evil we all know it's like that was weird and so yeah like yeah. i don't know why they did that in the trailer too because like unless was that ever a thing in the like Bond like dr evil i i'm pretty sure dr evil's face was all over the place yeah like it was on the poster and stuff like that and like yeah, yeah I, I don't know and i'm trying to think like i said i'm trying to think if there was ever like a thing in the bond movies that was like that where like they intentionally hid the face of the villain like in the trailers and like yeah i'm trying to think or like even within the film itself and like obviously dr evil's patterned after oh what's his face uh the psychiatrist oh. from halloween and he was also the president and and yeah. uh, no escape from LA or whatever. Like he played was a Blofeld, he, and yeah. it's, it's not like that he's bald and's got the makeup and everything like that. Oh, I did see too. Like as part of the Doctor Evil makeup for Austin Powers one, like they kind of gave him one eye a little bit droopier than the other. They put some makeup on mm-hmm. like Austin uh, on Mike Myers' eyelid. That totally disappears from what it looks like in the trailers. Like, they totally slimmed down that makeup job for Dr. Evil. So Austin Powers, or Mike Myers, doesn't have to worry about as much makeup. Because I guess suddenly he decides he has, like, <laughs> five other characters, too. But Yeah, I was going to say, but he wears Fat Bastard that's an entire that's suit. That's probably what Does Fat Bastard show up in the second one? Yeah. Yeah, well, that would explain. He, like, yeah, he wants to streamline any other makeup for Dr. Evil so he can spend... <laughs> can we just get Mike Myers' Fat Bastard... And Dan Eckert and whoever else is is the twins from Nothing But Trouble, and just put them no. in a cage match together, and just oh. with a locked tiger that can just tear them all okay. apart collectively. Okay, that's the only situation I'd be accepting. Nineties <laughs> washed up Saturday Night Live characters in fat suits getting torn apart by a tiger. That's a cage match I want to see. Oh man! Well, also... <laughs> well, you can even throw Eddie Murphy in his fat suits in that. Hey, what is it with SNL characters <laughs> getting in fat the 90s, suits? Nineties fat suits. Yeah, and I was watching something, was it Patrick Willems, the, the YouTube guy? He made a good point about how interesting it was, like, the 90s movies, comedies were totally dominated by, like, goofy character-driven movies. Like, you had Austin Powers, and you had all the uh, Jim Carrey movies and stuff like that, and how this all got totally swept away by, like, who's the guy who did, like, Knocked Up? And and well, it's funny, because he worked a whole bunch with, with Will Ferrell, um... 
Not Paul uh, Feig. The other guy. Yeah, it starts with an A. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rupar. No. Um, Asshole yeah, Jackson. That... Asshole Jackson. But it's funny, this is also like the last real... Well, maybe not the last, because I guess this era of comedy still kind of existed in the 2000s a little bit. But, like, this is kind of definitely the tail end of, like, the 90s kind of go- big, goofy character-driven well, comedy, um, too. Another weird thing about it is it's, it feels like it's a parody of movies, but it's not really. It's more of a it's weird It's like a pest- parody of movies you've never seen. Well, it's, it's weird, too, because it's not just... Because, like, obviously the biggest influence is James Bond, but it's more of a, like, a parody of an entire era. Rather than yeah. even, like, a film genre. Because, like, you've got the music and even the fashion. Because Bond was never, like, groovy, Well, baby. that's yeah. the thing. Bond was, and it, it was the cool 60s shit. Not, like, the hip, like, pink flowers and love and... Yeah, not the silk cravat. Well, and that totally ties into other stuff, like the man from... Uh, uh, our man Flint and the man from Uncle and stuff like that, which was yeah. like this. Uh, but, yeah, that's the... Yeah, and, like, the music where it's, like, less... Definitely not like protest rock, but all the kind of like wannabe psychedelic stuff like incense and peppermints and strawberry alarm clock and all that stupid garbage. But I do like (laughs) the movie's commitment to like the women's fashion and the little bits you get to see from the 60s stuff. It's totally like the women with the giant checkered, black and white checkered plastic helmets or like the plastic dresses and the big white go-go boots. And just think, the the opening of the movie, there's no reason, is just turns into Austin. Well, it's obviously they're doing a Hard Day's Night uh, thing with, like, Austin Powers being chased by women and he's trying to hide and stuff like that. It's all cool. But then it turns into a whole big marching band thing for absolutely no reason, just so you get a big yeah. dancing thing. And you get the title sequence. And it's all just, for, why not? It's not even necessarily, like, haha funny, but it's just cute. I think that's pretty much what Austin Powers is, is why not? Yeah, and that's my, that's my favorite jokes in the movie where it's just, like... <laughs> Like, again, like, the, I'm trying to think of the stuff that made me laugh. The Lucky Charms thing, just because it has no bearing on anything else. Uh, God, mm. what else? I should have written, I, yeah, I should have taken notes. But uh, let me uh, take a quick... Uh, hey, you know anything about <laughs> oh, the no. dude that played Random Task? Oh, Random Task! The, which, I'm glad that we just saw Goldfinger recently, so that's all fresh. No, why would happen? Oh, you don't... Oh, look him up later, it's bad. Oh, Really? He's a bad, bad man. Oh, He's serving life in prison. Oh, n- who did he kill? I'll look uh, it up if well, it's that. Well, later in, yeah, later in prison, he killed his cellmate, but the reason he's there is bad, bad man. Oh, not, no. <laughs> did you yeah. already know that? How'd you, how'd you know that? Yeah, I had heard it at some point. Did they talk about it in the commentary? Mike Myers like, hey, no, did no, you know? No, 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 I don't. We're not I, hiring I don't that guy again. exactly how I heard Okay, it, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Why is... But on the upside, he had a mixed martial arts career and didn't win a single tie. <laughs> the guy looked familiar. I don't know if he had appeared in anything else. Um, uh, I do I like all the so. shoe thing. I like... <laughs> he finally throws a shoe at Austin Powers at the very end. And it just hits mm. him in the head. It's not like a lethal shoe. He's just a fat Asian guy that throws his shoes at people. But it's not like... like it's not like a Goldfinger where the hat cuts off people's heads. No, it's just he gets in the... Uh, that, again, that made me laugh out loud. I did like the dedication oh. to the gag of the de- hiding the genitals while the characters are walking yeah, around. Yeah, the only problem with that is the last scene, you can clearly see the bright red tape on Elizabeth Hurley's jubblies. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Like, they did a bad job with- well, you use flesh-colored tape. <laughs> you gotta only do three takes. 
You're not gonna pay too much attention. <laughs> you hope you do a good enough job to know what's gonna know it's gonna be red tape. Uh, well, also like fucking Austin Powers when they're doing the milk pouring gag. He also just misses the cup and gets it all over the like he has a fucking mess. But uh, I yeah. again, <laughs> that doesn't even have anything to do with Austin Powers being from the past or anything like that. It's just totally no. like. It's just dumb, and I, that's well. That's kind of why I'm like, oh, this is a perfect sleepover movie because it's totally humor laser targeted for like a 12 year old or a stupid person like me. And I'm like, okay, that's funny. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was cute. Speaking of frozen people, like I didn't even get the vanilla ice thing because it's ice because it's cold. No, that, well, and, and oh, you were pointing okay. out that like it makes no sense. Like, why Gary Coleman? Also, why is it Urkel? Because the Gary Coleman thing, it looks like they just took Urkel and froze him. So it was originally going to be an Urkel joke. That they, That's what I thought. They, they, when they I first started, like, oh, no, I saw Gary, Gary Coleman. Coleman. I was like, huh? God, yeah. That's <laughs> just a dumb movie. I like the pee <laughs> joke that goes on for too long, which yeah. is that's funny. Oh mm. man, um, the fembots thing was cute. Um, I do like because I that actually took me for a surprise. I guess that's like the that again with the most of the stuff I hadn't seen before, just being like the last third of the movie. I honestly thought Austin Powers was gonna have to fight the fembots. I like that his way of destroying them is by dancing, and his dancing is so sexy that it blows their minds. That was fucking mm-hmm. great. That actually took me by surprise. I was like. Man, I'm trying mm-hmm, to think mm-hmm. of anything else, but like, yeah, no, like I said, uh, yeah, there's that f- funny point where he does the flip into his car and he lands on his testicles on the gear shift. Is he? Would the gear <laughs> no. shift be there? Like, I know nope. it's like you're not supposed <laughs> sure to think wouldn't. about one, whether or not that even makes any sense or not. But yeah, uh, yeah, Elizabeth Hurley, she's hot and cute and funny, and mm-hmm. I did like the gag of. Was it number two? <laughs> this is the, I've, I'd seen the joke before about Dr. Evil. He holds the world ransom for a million dollars, and everyone's like, what are you talking about? That doesn't, that's not, doesn't really mean anything anymore these days. I didn't realize the context for that was because like, his henchman, number two, is all like, you know, we're a company. Like, we've actually gotten legitimate, and we're like now like a $9 billion company. I did yeah. like the idea that the company is actually far more successful as this legitimate enterprise under the under the auspices of like his <coughs> number two than it ever was when Doctor Evil was leading it himself in the sixties. Which I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um. And then when they go back in the past, it's past. It's played by uh, what's his name, Parks and Rec. Yeah, uh, Rob Lowe. Which I thought that was good yeah. casting from what I saw in the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, he actually. does a good impression of him. Yeah, I could. You know, it almost seems like they set it up like, like it was like almost like it's almost like He's, they knew they were gonna use Rob Lowe in the future, so they just hired that guy just because he, he looked like he old was Rob in Lowe. one of the deleted. He was in one of the deleted scenes for this movie. Rob Lowe was. Mm-hmm. Wow, I wonder if this was soon after his own sex scandal, so he was still kind of slumming around. Um, Seth Green was cute. I like. Yeah, he did a he did a good job. Yeah, for no absolutely no reason, you get to see him him going to therapy with his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this must have been right before he started doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer too. Um, hey, I'm trying to think of anything else remarkable. Anyone who's listening, let us know what you think is your favorite parts. I should I should have <laughs> tweeted that so we could add like listener questions and and perspectives about this. I did let John Phil Mitchell the fuck. <laughs> I did let him know that we were going to talk about that this week, so... Oh, that's good. Okay. Oh, my God. But, yeah, no, Austin Powers is... Yeah, me, like, uh, d- despite me, my my ambivalence towards uh, Mike Myers, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, no, it could have been way worse for a uh, 90s comedy. Yeah, the music. Like I said, I appreciate the dedication to kind of, like, the floofy, like, flute music. 
It's... I still hate 90s dancing. That terrible Bob Fosse style that everybody else seems to love that I despise. Like, is that the kind of dancing that they're doing in the like the, the marching parade scene? The club. The, the first club, oh, yeah. Really? That, like, okay. weird hand motion that they always did in the 60s and the the oh, swimmy I, thing like yeah yeah pretty much any bob fossey <laughs> makes me want to vomit so. oh really he yeah, made a good tv it. show last year i like that when he was played by <laughs> galaxy quest uh clint bob howard Fosse shows... was an asshole and he was a terrible choreographer well, there i said it you know what if you hate bob fossey then you'll love the climactic final scene of the tv show where he dies of a heart attack on the sidewalk all alone Yay. Oh, speaking of assholes that we hate, <laughs> hey, did you like the Andy Warhol reference yeah, that they put in there? Yeah, I do love he's holding a can of soup just to make sure if you don't get it, like, get it, it's Andy Warhol. <laughs> and, and I guess he's supposed to be painting mm. the knee of, like, a naked lady on the floor, but uh, it's obviously yeah. he's just got, like, a dry brush, and he's just, like, tickling her knee with it. And, like, yeah. also, great. yeah, speaking of, yeah, fuck it, fuck. One of my favorite things <laughs> in the world is, like, gr I went to high school with, like, a cousin of his who, like, who's, like, she was she was a Warhola because like, Andy Warhol was from Pittsburgh. She was like, "Yeah, the whole family. It was was that we didn't understand that, like, under didn't appreciate Andy Warhol because he was genius. He was just a fucking dickhead. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's a reason why he left Pittsburgh, and it wasn't because he was underappreciated. It was because he was a fucking asshole. So, but yeah, <laughs> great. We will return after these messages. In 1967." An international secret agent was cryogenically frozen in case the world ever required his services again. Now, evil is threatening the Earth, and the time has come to bring him back into the 90s. It's not unusual. Allow myself to introduce myself. Danger powers, personal effects. Actually, my name is. Austin Powers. Danger's my middle name. I'm gonna need you to sign these release forms. Okay, name. Sex? Yes, please. In his time, he was the coolest secret agent alive. Unfortunately... It's freedom, baby, yeah! This is not his time. He's a swinger in a square world. A lot's changed since 1967. Bring on the sexy stews, man! Yeah! We're called flight attendants now. And he's a stranger in a strange land. This is my mother, Mrs. Exposition. Lovely. Yeah, Austin! What have you done? That's not your mother, it's a man, baby! No. Why won't this Please. wig come yeah. off? Well, now you shake it to the left. Ow! That really hurt! Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Mike Myers. Yeah, baby! Yeah! Elizabeth Hurley. Don't forget these. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Austin Powers. <laughs> International Man of Mystery. Oh, I don't need to have fun, Austin. That's you in a nutshell. No, this is me in a nutshell. Help! I'm in a <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> now back to our show. Uh, but yeah, Clint Howard shows up in the movie for ten seconds. That's you know. Yeah, the ta the talented one of the Howard brothers. <laughs> Seriously, he's a better actor than Ron Howard as a filmmaker. 
Um, I did notice during the little montage where, like, the U.S. captain guy is talking, they do the, mm -hmm. the YouTuber thing of, like, they splice together a couple different takes into one uncut shot of him talking. When he's like, we gotta go get our airplanes and stuff. I thought that was a weird technical thing. Um, also, uh, they did not have to specify warm liquid goo, because, like, goo by itself in insinuates that it's already liquid to begin with, so that was a little bit of an ed editorial. You asshole! <laughs> what the fuck? Burn this movie to the ground! Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, when when he's still frozen, and they're, the camera's coasting by all the frozen people in the thing, when, it's, like, when they show him and his glasses are all skewed, his hair's all fucked up, that movie, because mm -hmm. it's just so, like... It looks like he got someone slapped him upside hey, why, the head. For, and also when he why gets... Was, yeah, go ahead. Why was the Austin Powers dummy inside the ice so much better than the Sylvester Stallone inside the ice from Demolition Man? Have you seen also, like, I think it's one of the... Well, of course, because uh, Sylvester Stallone is an investor in those restaurants and was not hectic planet. Yeah, land. it was on a... It was planet on a Hollywood, wall. yeah, like someone bought yeah. that and put it up on the wall and it's obviously just terrible fake dummy of naked... Schwarzenegger in a fetal position hanging from Sylvester the ceiling. Stallone. Or, yeah, uh, so, so, uh, Sylvester Stallone. Um, yeah. I did... <laughs> the gag where Austin Powers was waiting... Oh, this really is turning to me. Speaking of Saturday Night Live, this is me just... Uh, I'm uh, Chris Farley, just like... That part when you did that, that was so cool. Uh, when Austin Powers wakes up and there's a Russian guy there for just... Just so Austin Powers can make the joke that he assumes the Russian one, and he's like, yeah... Yeah, why were the Russians there? Guys. I thought that was great. <laughs> He's like, I love he rolls over on capitalism so quickly. Oh my god, what else? I don't know. Yeah, um, penis pump. Penis uh, pump. I like that it's Swedish made, just so they can have a big Swedish flag on it. Why is this? Why does Austin? Why does Mike Myers think Sweden? It's so inherently funny that just the fact that like just made net mentioning the cut. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was getting through the movie now, just seeing if there's anything interesting that I missed. But I like that you can tell Elizabeth Hurley is supposed to be an uptight snob at the start of the movie because she's wearing a turtleneck and glasses. Yeah, and I think <laughs> she abandons the glasses as soon as she and uh, Mike Myers first kiss. So it's just the show that, like, oh no, she's warming up to his charms. And I do mm -hmm. like the fact that she, even after the, they've, they've begun to hook up and have a relationship, she's still horrified by his nasty teeth. I like there's even one shot in the movie where it's randomly just... There's one bit in the movie that just ends with a close-up on his teeth. Which yeah. I thought was great, because it's not like even a punchline to a joke or anything like that. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I, I'm assuming the lady does a lot more screaming in the sequels, because the clips I saw from these movies, like, like, like the whole joke of that character is that she's just like, Scott! And that's it. Like, that character doesn't get any mm. more developed or anything like that. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Also, it takes place in Las. So much stuff in Las Vegas and Las Vegas is not a very interesting uh, location, yeah, especially because like Las Vegas has not changed that much over the years. So like, yeah. Oh, so uh, the way the way I was talking about how you know some stuff you know would work in the '60s movie, but wouldn't work in a '90s movie, and they're inconsistent with that. Mm -hmm. Is when he like when he meets uh, a lot of China. And he reacts to it like, oh, 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 uh, but in a 60s movie, that would have been like, of course your name is a lot of vagina. Yeah, you think that would just be because, a part of his world, because that's just the world yeah. he runs around in. But like in this, he's like, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like that's... he should have rolled with it and maybe Elizabeth Hurley could have been like, excuse me? Yeah. 
It seems like that's that could have been a joke. They could, if they had known that they were going to make sequels, they could have just, you know, because obviously they're just making a Pussy Galore joke, but, like, yeah. yeah, the context is a little, like, a little forced just to get it in there, but, like, yeah. Hey, from a kid, well, then that's, I appreciate that this movie has a little bit of enough grounded character stuff, like, that stuff kind of doesn't make it as much sense, because you think if they were really dedicated to the premise, yeah, they wouldn't do that, but, like, yeah. Carrie Fisher?! Why is Carrie Fisher in this movie? I'm glad she got a paycheck. Yeah, she but needed her paycheck. For man. a moment, I was like, that lady looks a lot like Carrie Fisher. And then she opened her mouth and I was like, she sounds a lot like Carrie Fisher. And I'm shocked. <laughs> I am shocked that they don't make a Star Wars joke with it. Because, oh, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, shaving the testicles. There's that nothing is... quite like a shorn scrotum. It's breathtaking. I suggest you try it. I think that's the moment where Dr. Evil jumps the shark and becomes the best character in these movies. Because that is such mm. a strange Like, that. yeah, genuinely fantastic. Well, um, playing a villain is always more fun than playing the good guy. So I feel that, I mean, Austin Powers or Mike Myers would give... I feel like a better performance to Dr. Evil because it's just more fun to play a villain. Yeah. Like when I would have to play the prince in Cinderella, <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. But then I did the stepmother. I'm like, this is, just... I love to play, I love doing Cinderella to death. Yeah, it's aw. a great ballet. You become totally but... unhinged. Yeah, you can, you can let loose. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, just, it's just funny too because it's like totally playing with like, I love how Cows are like, my childhood was like any other childhood. And yeah, just, <laughs> I'm just playing on just how like, how fanatically evil every bad guy from the Doctor, uh, from uh, from the uh, James Bond stuff is. That, like, yeah, he's just casually, he just assumes that all other children's childhoods were the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I- I'm glad that the movie doesn't spend too much time on Vanessa getting all upset with Austin sleeping with a lot of a vagina. Like, it's a, it's a thing, yeah. but it's like, it'd slow the pace of the movie down if they turn that into too much of a meal. Um, Mama Cass dying of a ham sandwich joke is always good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like him trying to play a CD on a record player. That's just dumb. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Ice, ice machine. No, that's not, that is, it's a bulldozer, not an ice cleaning machine. Um, dinner. For some reason, Dr. Evil's dresses up Austin Powers. And Vanessa in space clothes, just so you have Vanessa well, in, in a hot outfit. outfits. I designed them myself. <laughs> yeah. Um. By virtue of the fact that we've been to spend a better part of an hour talking about all, and well, this laser sharks. This is actually more than I thought we would have actually wound up talking about this movie. Because, like I said, it's not bad. It's not unremarkable. No. The joke mm. about like, oh, when they see the drill, and he's like, oh, does that remind you of anything, baby? I was like, okay, that's a little sweaty. Um, I yeah. do like Dr. Evil's containment suit that he wears throughout the whole last of the film, even though he has holes in his gloves, which, you know, actually, you know, the whole point is... <laughs> um, bum, 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 da, da. Yeah! You know what? Knowing that Vanessa gets replaced with a robot in the second movie kind of retroactively makes me enjoy this first movie less. I mean, I know yeah. it's not that kind of movie where you should have to worry about the lore, but, like, that's a real cop-out. That sucks. Yeah. 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 It speaks to how much I generally liked uh, 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 Elizabeth Harley in this movie. Oh, God, yeah, no, fucking... I do appreciate uh, Michael My- Myers' com- uh, commitment to wearing just, like, a weird ch- chest fur for all of his naked scenes. Yeah. Uh, which made it, must have made it easier to hide his junk when he's prancing around if he's got, like, fake bear fur glued to his whole front. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, 
And then the Doctor Evil gets shot into space, setting up the trailer for the second movie that I saw, where it's uh, just Doctor Evil's. Well, I remember the yeah, the second trailer was like there's a spaceship, and it's all like. If you see any movie this summer, go see Star Wars. But if you see a second movie, go see Austin Powers 2, and they find out the spaceship floating through space is still just... Did they get money from Big Boys? I don't know. (laughs) Is Big Boys a still thing? That's what I'm sure in 1997 it still was. But it's so just, why is it a Big Boys? Because was Big Boys even a thing in England in the 1960s? That like I don't Is that a cultural thing I don't know about? I do appreciate the commitment to the gag. Because like when they first show the Big Boys statue, it's a it's a piece of like um, old uh, footage of just, you know, old color footage from the 1960s of, of like Leicester Square or whatever. With obviously just fake modern uh, Big Boy just super glued, superimposed over the footage. You're like, oh, I can't imagine what's what the our artificially <laughs> el- added element of this shot was. But when yeah. it takes off, because they're doing a, like a fucking uh, Apollo 13 joke, it takes off and suddenly like all these gantries appear that are flying away from the Big Boys just to make it look like a NASA launch, even though that makes no sense because it's not like it was a whole bunch of NASA uh, gantries and stuff were surrounding the, be- the the Big Boy statue when he w- was shown in the, in the first establishing shot. And it's got the ice shaking from it and all this stuff too. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery, was it called? Yeah. Um, so but yeah. Are you get Are you gonna watch the other ones? I know we won't do them for the podcast, but uh, are you curious maybe about them or are you just day. like, yeah, I, I bought the first one just to have it on iTunes. Like I said, I bought that like a one was on sale for like five bucks because this guy knew it was inevitable. We'll end up talking about it on the podcast, but mm-hmm. not anytime soon. Because like I said, like both from hearing about other people being not into those movies and also just like like I said, actually the fact that Vanessa is not like is not a thing in the sequels, it kind of makes me. Oh, puts puts a little sour taste in my mouth. But like I said, I would be tempted maybe to watch. I should probably just, just go to YouTube and just watch all the Beyonce highlights from the third one. That's the only shit I would. Do. I don't even remember her being in that. If that tells you, I guess it's fucking Michael Caine and his dad. Which I was like, okay, that's yeah. actually pretty good casting. If, if you can't get Sean Connery, yeah, you can you can just watch the clip of them talking in English, like God. British style speak. It was Austin Powers. There was something else where I was like, well, I just did Austin Powers. I should follow it up with another '90s comedy thing, and I can't remember what it was. I had yeah. been talking about doing Happy Gilmore, um, also A Knight's Tale, which my housemate suddenly got really wound up into <laughs> about me watching A Knight's Tale, because I mentioned that I had A Knight's Tale downloaded to talk about on the podcast someday, and they're like, oh, we gotta watch A Knight's Tale. Um, but, yeah, there was something else. I oh, sorry, I was wrong. What's that? <laughs> Kevin Spacey played Dr. Evil. Danny DeVito was mini-me. <laughs> In the, wow. the fake film. Wow, Kevin Spacey, huh? Little on the nose there, playing Doctor Evil, huh, Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Wow, Kevin Spacey and uh, the guy who played the Asian dude—they could both go to jail together for. for <laughs> um, but yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, Austin Powers pretty good. Not that bad. I had a good time. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other big '90s stuff that I'm still missing. Like, I do not want to see any of the hackers. <laughs> I've heard. Good... You know, the only guy I know about hackers is the fucking. Uh, what's your face supposed to be super hot in it? That's all I know about hackers. And that people make fun of it because it's like early 90s computer shit. So they're like, oh, it's so yeah. funny. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm still missing a lot of uh, late 90s action comedy stuff. I'm still really blind to. So I still need to do the rock. Encino Man? <laughs> I saw something the other day on Twitter. It was like, oh, this is my gay awakening. 
Uh, then they posted a shot of what's his face in Encino Man, Brendan and I was Frazier. like, I didn't actually realize Brendan Fraser ever actually got that cut. Um, oh yeah, Encino it was buff Man. as shit. All you got to do is watch Georgia the Jungle. Maybe maybe it was Georgia was the ripped. Jungle. It was a screen cap of, but yeah. Uh, which is funny because the whole joke about Brendan Fraser now is that he's all like sad, bald, freaked out man. It's almost like time happened and people <laughs> age. And that's, it's also been a quarter of a century since all that shit happened, dude. Not yeah, just you a couple try, of years, but you try and upkeep a body. It's fucking what? hard. I've been on keto for three years now. Oh, is it working out? Because if I eat, if I eat anything that's remotely carby, my body's like, hey, we should gain five pounds, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the thing that got me kind of thinking about Austin Powers, too, was, was it for the Super Bowl they brought back um, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey to do, like, a Wayne's World commercial for, like, Grubhub or DoorDash or one of those things? <laughs> was it just two skeletons sitting on a couch? <laughs> well, Dana Carvey still pretty much looks like he did. And then the fucking, when, I was, when, when, when Wayne showed up, I was like, is that Wayne? Is that Mike Myers? Because he was so puffy. He had like two little dot eyes. Because like I couldn't tell if it was Botox that went bad or if he's just aging in that way where his whole body is just not getting fat but just puffy. And like because his face looked like a little little cherry apple. Just like so round and like I was like I, I guess they've been talking about doing Awesome Powers 4 forever. They can't anymore because he does not look like no. Mike Myers anymore. And he's not no. going to look like Austin Powers. Also, no one wants to see geriatric 70-year-old Austin Powers. Unless. Unless. Actually, a great premise for Austin Powers 4, now that you've got aging geriatric 80-year-old fucking Mike Myers, you have Mike, he's do somehow do a time thing where, like, Austin Powers, as the age he would have been during the mm. events of the first Austin Powers, having to deal with 90s subculture and it could be all big well because Mike, Mike Myers is the age now that Austin Powers would have been during the events of the first Mike My or of the first Austin Powers movie so you could do something with that and you could do a fun retro 90s instead of like 60s nostalgia suddenly becomes about 90s nostalgia which that mm. could be cute especially because that's going to be the big th 80s nostalgia is dying it's going to be all 90s nostalgia soon Austin Powers is going to be a part of that and so, if you have any excuse to pull Puffy Mike Myers out of retirement, put him back in the silk cravat. Yeah, that's the excuse, but... You got... So, for 90s comedies. Yeah. You got The Mask you haven't seen. That's a cool one. Is remember. that actually good? I think it was. Is that was? just because of what's her face? <laughs> all I mean, that helps. All I know about The Mask, groundbreaking special effects, hot mm -hmm. what's her face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robin Hood Man in Tights, which has some problematic parts, but I think it still holds up, and it's what? got the best Robin Hood in it. Yeah, well, yeah. I know this is like one of Dave Chappelle's first thing. Uh, doing yeah. last editing last week's episode about the Disney Robin Hood, the 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 mm -hmm. meat Robin Hood that no one wants to fuck. Uh, mm -hmm. Got me <laughs> like the only Robin Hood related music I had in my iTunes account was for the '90s Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. And I was like, yeah. I've not seen that since opening day. I don't know if that would oh, be. Oh, that movie's so bad. It speaks to how poorly that movie must age. That the only reason it coasted on the <laughs> "Everything I Do, I Do It for You" song so hard. Well, and the only two things anyone takes away from that movie these days is Kevin Costner doing a terrible accent, which I know that's the whole punchline of what's his face in Men in Tights does, mm -hmm. and the fact that it's it's what's Alan Rickman is the villain. 
No one remembers anything. Like, no one even remembers that movie exists yeah. aside from those two things. Yeah, that, that movie doesn't even have a Prince John, right? No, I think it's all just yeah. Sheriff Nottingham it's, just being yeah. evil. Well, he, and he's got a witch friend. So, like, the only oh, bad right. guys, it's like him and a witch, and he's like, ah, but yeah. What else? Uh, We did Jumanji. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rover Dangerfield. <laughs> I would watch Rover Dangerfield. Let's do a double feature of Rover Dangerfield and Baby's Kids. Oh, man. man. I I like Baby's Kids. What little of it I saw on HBO back in the day. It seemed cute, but like, what do you do? I love Robin Wright or whatever that guy's name was. Beavis and Butthead to America would be interesting because I've never watched any Beavis and Butthead. I I went to go find that in the internet dumpster last night. Oh. Well, they just had the Zelda thing. Did you see the the, the Legend of Beavis uh, YouTube? Oh yeah, that, yeah, I watched. And that, that got that me good. thinking about that was that goes on for like seven minutes. That is a long yeah. edit, and it's actually yeah. really well done. Beavis mm-hmm. and Butthead are so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I the other day while thinking well, about that, I found myself just sitting at work, just going. Nice. <laughs> Have you seen Liar Liar or Truman Show? No, I've seen. I saw the Truman Show when it was like first on VHS. Okay. Uh, liar Liar. I because that's the whole shtick is that he's a lawyer who can't lie. Yeah. That's I, don't I, know I, if I that don't holds hear, up. I don't. But mean, Jennifer Tilly Tilly's hot. Did she but she's always hot. Jennifer Tilly. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. Is that your? Is that your yeah. <laughs> What's it called? A new Freudian, Freudian slip. slip. Yeah. Jennifer Tiddley. <laughs> it's probably the best compliment of, she's gotten in years. A lot of bad. Oh, we should uh, do Bride of Chucky bad, if we're gonna do like a lot, Jennifer Tiddley thing. A lot of bad comedies in the nineties. That's what I'm saying. A like, lot of well, bad that's why comedies. I was not investing in comedies because, like, it seemed like in the nineties, comedies just turned that's... into like washed-up SNL star in a fat suit against a white background. With red, big, blocky text saying, Fart Wagon. Or something like that. Like Dan Riker comedies. And that's why I just totally checked out of like comedies and action movies. Because like the late 90s is right when everything started turning into like fucking Jerry Bruckheimer's. And fucking the guys who did Independence Day. I oh, still man. need to do. I yeah. Go watched Mr. Bean in the theater because my best friend's <laughs> girlfriend at the time oh, no. was desperate to see Mr. Bean in the theater. <laughs> And we went and saw it, and I said a dozen times, I don't want to see it, I don't want to see it, I don't want to see it. But we went, and I was miserable through the entire thing. I hated it so much. Did you not like even Mr. Bean on cable, or when he's got the turkey on his head? Oh, man, I've never found Mr. Bean funny. Yeah. I mean, it really... It's just just that guy making the face of burf, and that's it. I guess comedy after, like, the 90s kind of split into... Yeah, you have the Seth Rogen, uh, Judd Apatow. That's what we were thinking of. There Judd, it is. Judd Apatow stuff, like, and like the indie stuff, like Napoleon Dynamite and the Wes Anderson stuff. And yeah, it feels oh, like man. the late '90s was was the last time like comedies were like this like monolithic thing that they were before. Yeah, uh, stuff. Drop Dead Fred in my top ten worst movies of all time uh, list. You know what? I saw bits and pieces of that as a kid. It was on HBO and even Phoebe Cates. I love you. The funny thing is, I love Phoebe Cates and Princess Leia. Can't save it. Oh, Princess Leia's in that thing. Yeah. And I fucking love Rick Mile. He was one of my favorite. He lo- I loved him in the Young Ones, and it was just like, oh man, this is just a, such a sweaty Beetlejuice for buff. It's um, so bad. What else, man? Yeah, I should. I, 
We could have just sent out an email or a, a Twitter just to. Well, the problem is Going too with nineties nineties comedies is. Uh, you might look at something and say, oh, I watched that, I remember liking that, and then you realize you were 10 at the time, yeah. and you're like, oops, oh no, it's not that good. When something's that old, you realize, like, mm -hmm. even if you weren't even a little kid back then, 25 years later, you're a different person. So your reaction yeah. to something, and well, that works both ways, too, where, like, something you, you would have, like, rejected out of hand <laughs> 25 years ago, you might watch now and go, oh yeah, that actually seems pretty cool. The Big Green, that one VHS cover we've all seen a thousand times. The Big Green? Yeah, you know it. What am I? Well, no. Oh, is... you know the cover of it. You'll see the cover of it, Bill, the and you will be like, oh, VHS, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that movie. Because we you walk past it a thousand times and say, oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's the fat kid, the fat redheaded Hell's the big green? I don't know, but man, we've all seen that cover of that kid getting hit you know in the what? nuts My with the soccer ball going, ooh! Is the Jack Frost VHS cover. That's the one I always used to see. Well, it's two, because there was two mm. Jack Frost, because there was the villain one, there was the evil one where it's all lenticular, hey. and, he and then there was the one with Michael Keaton. Well, okay, what is the, your, your most uh, seen VHS cover? Because mine is definitely Dead Alive with the lady opening her mouth with a skull inside. Uh, that's, I mean, that I was, think yeah. That's I, the, the one that you see every single time, and you're like, well, oh, my, that, that in... must be something. Oh, yeah, because, like, her lips are, like, turned into, like, a little... Yeah, <laughs> if you look at the Dead Alive VHS cover and, like, remove the skeleton in her mouth, if you just pay attention to what's happening to her lips, that cover suddenly becomes fucking hilarious. Because it's just like, what's going on? I just want to put a different picture in there. How is that not a meme where people <laughs> Yeah, I just should. Do it, Bill. Figure out what can go in there. I mean, Couldn't you just put Goatsy's insides in there? Say, that's the obvious thing. Goatsy's Called it a day. Should I'm we do Andy that for... Warhol. <laughs> yeah. Should we do that for April? I mean, Dead we've alive? both seen it, but yeah. I mean, it's not awful. I mean, it's not good. It's actually not. Oh, it's. It's, what are you talking about? It's awful. It's it's. It's awful, but it's well, awful in the way that Story of Riccio and all those things are awful. Well, we did and meet, did and... we do meet, meet the Feebles for awful April too? And it's the same thing. No, that like... was that was just one of my first movies I ever did. Yeah, uh, Dead Alive. I mean, it's got the the Kung Fu. He priest. kicks ass for Lord. Yeah, that's funny. And the guy, well, he chops up all the zombies with the lawnmower strapped to his chest. I mean, I'm not rejecting it. That's totally yeah. in play. Which is funny to think about. We actually have to start thinking about awful April now, too. And then we can say Oscar Ooh. winner of director of <laughs> Dead Alive. Anything that reminds the world of what that guy did before, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, we should just... <laughs> maybe this year's pick of, picks of awful April stuff will just be like what we remember seeing on VHS shells in, like, 1997. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, but yeah, Jack Frost, which actually that would... Either Jack Frost, the comedy, or the horror one would probably be a good awful... Maybe not a good awful April pick, but they would definitely both be valid picks for awful April. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, anyway, that was Austin Powers. That was Austin Powers. Thank you for your advice in Hades. I am now, mm. now doing uh, Hades runs with the heat turned on a little bit. Um, no. I just got enough diamonds to unite Eurydice and Orpheus. Mm. Um and yeah, you know what? I totally misread what the second function on the gun, the railgun, was. That no. you get powered up when you're inside the, the the blast area for its special mm -hmm. attack. And I've been using that. And I tried the rocket thing for the first time. And actually, like, I almost killed, uh, Hades on my my second heated run with that combo. 
Oh, it's super good. Yeah, super so, good. Yeah, I like 40 hours into Hades, 60 runs in, and that game still continues to be good. Um, as we're recording this, tomorrow is when the Mario stuff starts appearing in the game, so that should be interesting. Oh, everybody's and... gonna have so many warp pipes all over the place. That's the thing. I'm afraid that, like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with all that Mario stuff. Actually, having a warp pipe from my house to where uh, Red shows up, that'll mm -hmm. be nice, just so I don't have to, like, because, like, it's way out in the fucking back in the middle of my, my thing. And I intentionally made it difficult to get out there because I was just an idiot. So having a warp pipe that'll take me right out yeah. there would be kind of nice. Also, thank you. I totally missed your text message from a couple days ago out asking if I needed a painting, too. I felt bad. I didn't see that message oh, until, sure. like, 3 a.m. last night. It's in my inventory. It's fine. Yeah, I've got... I meant to hit you up because I had a glowing painting. And I think I've hit you up before because now I have two glowing paintings. And I must have asked you before if you needed a glowing painting. But I... Maybe again, I have a glowing painting if you need one, so... Weird. Um, We're still playing that game. Yeah. It's well, like been a said, year. Animal Crossing, yeah, I want to see what they do for the yearly update, and after that, maybe I'll start wandering away from it, so... Um, yeah, and I was mostly always just kind of curious to see what kind of video game stuff they might start putting into the game. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm very curious to see if they're going to do any kind of quality of life updates for Animal Crossing for the first no. year anniversary. I no. should not be expecting any, but it would be do, nice. Bill, just like Nintendo Directs, don't get your hopes up, or else you're going to be pissed off. Exactly, so... Yeah, I'm just glad we're... Like, the warp pipe thing in of itself is actually kind of a nice little thing, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. It's also going to be weird, too, because you can only get the Mario stuff. I guess you have to order it from the shop, and you can only place four or five orders for anything any given day, so it's going to take everyone, like, a month to get all the new... So, like, 78 Animal Crossing items. Also, mm. speaking of Animal Crossing, are you going to try to mm. get your hands on those Sanrio cards? Oh, I don't know. Have you heard Maybe. about those? Yeah, there's yeah. actually import... A whole new characters and their furniture into the game. Mm. Which some of that furniture stuff seems pretty cool. I don't know why I give a shit because no one's playing the game, so I'm decorating my island for people who will never see it. It's but me and you. It is just me and you, yeah. And it's not like we ever really see each other in the game because there's nothing to do when you go to visit someone else. Again, that's they'll why put... I would hope for like quality of life updates. I'm but... sure they'll put DLC out. They put DLC out for the. 3DS one, and that was the 3DS one. Yes, yeah, so, uh, they yeah, they came out with a huge update for that. Then for yeah. New Leaf, like two years after that game came out, they like yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'll see. It'll happen. It'll happen. I got Kid Cat. I finally got. Yeah, one of I my had. Most I got him. Yeah, well, you've you've had a couple of the numbered villagers, right? Because you had Jumbo. No, the, just the just elephants. him and the the elephant. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I would like to get all five. Like, was it five? Animal yeah, characters so. who are like superhero characters with like numbers. I guess they're almost kind of like Super Sentai characters. Like yeah. that. I didn't realize Kid Cat. I always loved the way Kid Cat looked so much. I didn't realize he'd turn out to be a uh, jock. And uh, for some reason that surprised no! me. I needed a jock for my island. So. <sighs> yeah. I guess, yeah, there's unique DIYs you only get from certain personalities. Yeah. Which I never go inside anybody's houses anymore. So what the fuck do I care? Exactly. So. Okay, that's it. That's awesome power. Uh, next yeah, week that's we're awesome talking about Disney shorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be the Disney Shorts episode. The last batch. That's going to be the last one, right? Yeah. 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 Unless we do, like, I, I would kind of at some point like to do an episode on all the shit that isn't on there for certain reasons. Like, that would... Goofy's Today We Died or the smoking one or. Yeah. Not all the weird not ones that they're like. Not just the racist oh. ones, but just the. the uh... Yeah. We can't put this up there. Goofy's smoking his ass off. I wonder how hard that stuff is to find the internet dumpster. I wonder if anyone's A lot of it's on YouTube, so it yeah. should be on there. 
And I still need to see if anyone's has like. There's got to be torrents out there of the Disney Treasures Collection uh, DVDs. Oh, I'm sure. Because there was it's so much be. stuff on those sets. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, next week will be our last batch of Disney shorts from the Disney mm-hmm. through the decades collection on Disney Plus. And after that, yeah, we're it's just going to be going by movie by movie, TV show by TV show, I guess. Yep. <clears throat> so. Yeah. Say a prayer for us. God, I fucking hate people my entire life. Not my entire life, but the last 25 years of my life. The unfunniest people in the world being, You make me horny, baby. Just, yeah. ah, fuck. Oh, I just yep. want to... Mm. Those people oh. uh, that quoted uh, Austin Powers for all those years didn't stop until Borat came out and they were able to you say, my what? wife. That's exactly what happened. And then it's <laughs> been 15 years of just Borat shit since then. Yeah, yep. the Michael Scotts, the Marge Simpsons of the world. And like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate people. I love. Yeah, people I love suck. World. I love humanity, but I hate people. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's anyway, but I love... This. Thank you, Mike Myers. You fucking pr- apple prune looking son of a bitch now. His eyes are so tiny! <laughs> How does he see? He look like a little mole. Like in the cartoons when the mole man takes off his glasses, he got little beady eyes like Milhouse. Not everybody can age as gracefully as us, but... I know, because I look in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, you Tom Cruise, some bitch. And even Tom Cruise looks like Tig Notara now these days, so everyone's aging <laughs> weird, so... God, anyway, so... Yeah, but he's got those thetans, or doesn't have those thetans? I don't know how it works. God, I can't believe he's still a Scientologist. Jeez. How are we... Why Why were any of us giving that son of a bitch money? Anyway. I'm so. not giving him money. I haven't seen any of his movies yeah, for, since... Probably so. my sister's rented that, uh... uh uh, agent movie back in the day. The agent movie? <laughs> yeah, where he's the sports agent. Oh, this uh, poor Jerry Maguire. Yeah. I thought that was your term for the Mission Impossible movies. The eight, the, the agent movies, where he's a agent. I mean, he was a special agent, agent but yeah, whatever. So, yeah. Oh, Coming to America. I forgot mm. Coming to America, too, is coming out. I almost called off Austin Powers this week because mm. I forgot that um, my housemates and I we were like flipping through. Uh, I was at Amazon Prime because we were looking for the Dolomite. My name is Dolomite movie came, that mm-hmm. came out last year. And they had a big banner saying, Coming to America 2, coming exclusively to Amazon, like, March 5th. And if I were smart, I would have uh, done Coming to America the week before Coming to America 2 hits because I've never seen Coming to America. So mm. I'll probably end up doing Coming to America pretty soon. If just, mm. uh, I mean, who knows if Coming to America... America. Everybody comes running for the opinions of two white guys for that movie. But, uh, have you ever seen Coming to America? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard good things. Yeah, I've heard good things. And, I'm not uh, saying it's bad. Yeah, Coming to America too. I know. Yeah, it's directed by it the same guy who list. did the What My Name Is Dolomite, and My Name Is Dolomite is we again. We, that's what we wound up watching like the night before last, and it was it was really good. So. Mm. Hopefully, Coming to America too is okay. So, Hopefully. But yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys in Mario hey. Animal Crossing Land. He's Mudron on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tired Podcast Twitter. Tired Podcast. Whatever. It's awesome powers. Yeah, baby. Shagarific. It'll make you horny. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> get it all, all out of your stuff. system. Uh, get in my belly. Mm, get in my belly. Yeah, get one billion you. dollars. Look at this holy Steve. Can't do that mm, without the matching the little, little pinky mm. finger. Guys, mm. yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. nice to be able to go back and appreciate something that's been beat to death by the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I didn't find it hilarious, it was fine. I, I mean, I like I said, I literally laughed out at it a couple parts, but it was just because yeah. it was the most. And for the nineties, it was a lot less sexist and racist than it could have been. That's another thing. 
kind of surprised. I mean, I am shocked that the mo this, as sexist as it got, I think, was when he uh, uh, Austin Powers told uh, uh, random task that he fights like a girl. Yeah, um, I did. <laughs> I got played by that movie when he punches that first girl in the face in the sixties, mm -hmm. and she falls down, and she's like almost like does a little bit of a panty shot. And I was like, oh my god, a little bit of a panty shot. And then he turns into a dude, and I was like, oh no. I oh, got no. tricked by the movie. It's a man, baby. It's a man. I guess you can parse that as maybe tra being transphobic too, or something like that. Uh, who gives a shit? But I, like I said, I had a good time. Thank you, sir. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. Next time it's Disney Plus shorts. Um, join us for that for our final episode of the. Yeah, what shorts. were the? I mean, I guess we don't. It's a couple of the Humphrey the Bear cartoons. One of them. Well, so, yeah, 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 BZ Bear. Hold on, I'll just pull it. Yeah, well, all you really have to do is go, it's like the middle of the 1960s, or the middle of the 1950s on the Disney Through the Decades tier. Yeah, and it, it is, is like, Donald's Fountain of Youth, The New Neighbor, uh, Simple Things, which, I mean, you, that tells you everything you need to know oh, right there. Oh, is that there. the Florida one? Simple Things? Yeah, I can't remember. No, that's the one where Mickey's fishing at the sea and the Pluto's interacting oh, with the Oh, it's the last Pluto shit. cartoon. Yeah. We never have to talk about a Pluto cartoon again. Thank True. God. Holy shit. Dragging around Grand Canyon Scope and Beezy Bear. That's a weird mix of cartoons, but you know. Oh, and then there was yeah. a second Humphrey the Bear that we just kind of squeezed at the end just because it was like the last yeah. straggler. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's next week. Never that's top the goddess of spring. Damn. <laughs> That thing, but Pluto and the God of Spring wants to capture. <laughs> That's funny because now I'm playing Hades, which is just like you know, but yeah, I could already hear the outro music, the little flute music, little dancing and stuff like that. I did appreciate all the all the people dancing hard because like like if you pay attention to the background, they must have been really like you see people like panting as they're dancing because they must have been really knocking themselves out. Oh, don't get me wrong, I hate Bob Fosse and that style of dancing makes me nauseous, but. It is not easy. I to do, do have cabaret. Cabaret is yeah. in my hopper from started. I. It's been hopper. on my list also. I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah. yeah so throw it out of there. Okay, we're gonna go. All right. Until next time. If you keep filling your holes with pop culture. Goodbye. <laughs> oh. I love this podcast. I love you. Okay. All right. All right bye.